During this time of quarantines and isolations, I've been thinking a lot about how my guests have told me that, you know, more and more and more that the art world is all about relationships. And so one of those relationships that I started to think about was the the muses, the the subjects of, of art. So not just the practitioners that create the objects or the experiences, but the people that inspire them or the, the people that are in some way the muses that help to bring this thing to life. So in that way, today's guest is Olga. She is a, a muse from Poland, and she works collaboratively much in the same way as my previous guests, Rory and Kate Ree, also have, have worked with creative people to enhance their abilities and expand their expressive ideas. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out that Venn diagram, that how, how everything fits together. And it's not always a, an upstream thing where artists are looking to galleries and institutions and curators, but sometimes it's, it's the things that inspire us in the first place that become the most interesting. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Please pronounce your name correctly for me. Olga Kaminska. The first thing I always ask anybody that's in the arts is basically how did they get to it? I mean, I read your bio on the on your website and all that, but I'm sure you have a bit of a, a longer story. So like in specific for you, since you are you know also a, a, an art nude model, which by the way, helped me with the right terminology for that because I don't want to downplay it or make it sound dirtier or pornographic. So like give me the right words. So, how did you not only get into modeling, but then how did you even sort of make that transition from traditional modeling say, fashion modeling? Yes, because that's an interesting transition that I wonder about. Sure. So starting from the beginning, I've tried to make it short because as the, the story is quite long. But no, 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 just... <laughs> no, no need to be short. You can be as long. The point of a podcast yeah. is the long story. I don't okay. want the short story. I want the, okay. a good, tell us, uh, take me down a beautiful narrative and, and let me feel the experience <laughs> with you. Okay. So starting from the very beginning, I was starting from the beauty contest for teenagers was uh, Miss Poland and they casted me in the shopping mall. So I was just walking around. I was 15 years old that time and it was always my dream to become a model. My mom always told me since I was really, really little girl that I always loved the camera. And I was thinking, wow, this is something that could interest me. But that time I was also very focused on fencing. I was training fencing in the club and I was representing Poland in the uh, junior national team so it was I my mom was really thinking I will not have so much time for school and do sports and the modeling thing but we kind of, I negotiated with her and she said okay you can go to the contest and Automatically, I did sign up to the agency that was organizing the contest. It's one of the best agent modeling agencies in Poland still. Uh, they even have one uh, model that is currently working for Victoria's Secret, Jack, uh, Monika Jagacek from Poland, from Poznan. She's from my city. I'm very proud of it. And then later on, I get to the final of the beauty contest. And that's how slowly I was getting more and more experience in some fashion shots. I was, this gave me the ability to work with very professional photographers to learn how to work on the catwalk. After my high school, after finishing high school, I got another request from the agency to travel abroad. And this was my first serious contract. Where did they have you go for your first contract? To Milan. I think all the models <laughs> wants to be in Milan. And it was a fashion week time that I was there. And it was pr pretty fun. I, I've been there for one month. 
it learned me a lot and I did enjoy met a lot of nice people and uh, it was also for me you know first time experience when I traveled alone and I was living with all the other models in the model house you know it's not that it's not that easy and super as they shown or as they talk about. It's really a tough life. You are getting from the agency a budget of, I don't know, I don't remember. I think it was like 30 euro for a week for food, basically. What is what is 30 euro for a week, you know? Like, you know? That's ridiculously low. I mean, ridiculously yeah. low. And still you need to pay this back, right? So, uh, well, they wanted you to stay skinny. So, you know, you're not supposed to overeat. Of course, but you can imagine what you can eat for 30 euro. The good thing is Milan is, is a very energetic city with a lot of possibilities. So it was very common to find some, I would say, PR people that are inviting models to the restaurant for lunch and stuff it's a very common thing in milan so you can get a free lunch <laughs> and this was my my thing to 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 get this whole month without starving i wasn't i, I need to say a milan market was never it was it was not a good market for my my type of beauty because i i am not a skinny fashion type of model if you look at my works and we basically will go go on why i didn't stay with the fashion industry i transferred to the more artistic and art nude industry photography and this this milan trip learned me and teach learned me and showed me that a little bit of my way that what i'm good for and what i was not good for so I took the, the little failure because I didn't have a lot of jobs besides some showrooms that didn't require very, very skinny models. I, I did learn the lesson that I am good, for example, in lingerie because the clients from the lingerie and swimsuit industry was more interested about me than catwalk. I was very sad about it because I I still love catwalk and I was loving fashion shows. It was so it was really my thing. But yeah, you need to go with the, you know, the market. So <laughs> Well, you could do lingerie and, and swimwear catwalks. Yeah. I was doing, but also that time I really loved some the clothes, you know, the 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 all high fashion stuff. It was something we all love high fashion, but we don't <laughs> all look good in high fashion. I mean, I don't look good in high fashion, but I admire it. <laughs> exactly, but it was a nice experience. So, so from this uh, this trip, first trip, I learned what I'm good for. And then my agency told me, Olga, you can do more commercial stuff. And as, as I said, some lingerie, bikini stuff. And Turkey, Istanbul is the best market for you. So the next uh, travel was to Istanbul. And I was very successful there because they are a very big fan of more curvy looking models, let's say. I know. I lived in the Middle East. I know what they like, yes and also the type of brunettes models they are very strongly connected also with russia so when I, whenever i say my name is olga but i basically hate it when i say olga oh you're from russia no i'm from poland and you don't speak russian no <laughs> and they're always like okay 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 i thought that poland also speak russian no 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 we don't <laughs> but they, that's what they are thinking not uncommon unfortunately so after these two contracts in, in, in Istanbul, I also started to be, um, I had more experience and I was, um, how to say it, more um, self-confidence to try to work on my own as a freelancer. I started to get more con uh, contacts and people started to contacting me and other models recommending. I think this is the best always way to, to work by recommendation, right? And this is how I started to work more for portfolio build build builders and more like a private shootings. 
and traveling on my own. This was a quite big step for me. I I really needed some time to to think about if I want to do it completely on my own because I knew then agency are not so likely they will not hire me so much likely like before so uh, but it came out uh, to be the right way for me so also I started to get more and more requests about so uh, bikini lingerie but also some more implied nude shots and nude shots and to to be honest I I just liked it it just came very naturally for me I I didn't feel you know I I really started to work uh, from the beginning with very professional people this is some something how it just naturally come came after the fashion industry then lingerie and swimsuit and then the art nude stuff yeah because I feel like a lot of there's a lot of sort of bad press out there about like old men taking pictures of young naked girls. I know, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's I don't know even know what to say about it's, it at this point. Like, but what does it mean old? You know, like you know, all that. But it means also experienced, like right? Because you then you have like for example many years of experience which is good also so i don't think age in this i think it's meant it's not correct to say you know old because peter lindenberg was also an older guy and he was taking beautiful pictures you know yeah i should caveat that like so it's not just old men taking pictures of young girls it's it's basically perverted amateur photographer old men taking pictures of young naked girls like that's a a horrible cliche that unfortunately still exists there is something bad about it but going in the other side for example for the model like me for a very long time maybe you heard about it young beautiful girls models going to dubai for example you know I, saying I you you lived everywhere basically why here so but really this was a time very uh it was very obvious that models i say not really models but they called themselves models was going to dubai and doing stuff and for me also as a professional model I'm really working abroad uh, around the world i was also working in in dubai i was putting they they all was putting me in the in the one um in the one place, you know, and it was also very, for me, uh, it was hurting me also because why they, t- why they are taking the name of the model and say, oh, they, we are we are professional models. No, you are not professional models, really. Well, and that's like the kind of thing, like going back to like the what the right vocabulary is within like what you do. So like art model, art nude, you know, even like when it comes to me, like I'm a photographer, but like when people say professional photographer versus photographer, like all these little vocabulary things can get really muddy, whether it's, you know, on the model side, as far as like professional model or art model or whatever versus photographers. Far too many photographers define themselves as professional when they shouldn't be. Sure, I I agree with that, but <laughs> everybody wants to be, you know, to use this word professional and call themselves, you know, but is it any any line to pass to say, oh, I'm from professional? I think it is something you just uh, judging yourself, like saying, oh, from now I can say I'm a professional, you know, after. Well, see, I think professional comes from basically if the majority of your income comes from whatever that thing is then you're a professional but also but hey but you are not a professional if you are very good in it and you're just a hobby photographer also it's i think you can name yourself also as a professional photographer i mean that's the problem is it's so vague and open to interpretation exactly i know many many of photographers that i was working are hobby photographists but this is not their uh, main job. It's it's a hobby for them. But I cannot say they can they are not doing this professionally. Well, and just to be clear, so I don't get yelled at by all my listeners, 
professional, non-professional vocabulary aside, that has nothing to do with the quality of the work. I okay. know some what you would call hobbyists or amateur photographers who make spectacular work. And I know some quote unquote professional photographers that make horrible work. So this vocabulary thing has nothing to do with the quality of the work being produced. Gotcha. Gotcha. Story I'm sticking to. Okay. <laughs> So where have you traveled then? So you you mentioned Turkey and Dubai. So like, have you been to every continent? Have you did, like done the whole world? I didn't do the whole world yet, but I I think I didn't visit for photography. No, there are a few places, of course, I didn't visit for photography, but mainly I was traveling and focusing on Europe. And one, two times a year, I was making an overseas trip some, to Asia, to, I was, to Australia, or to United States. So, <laughs> Do you have a preference and or do you feel a difference working with a female versus a male photographer? That's a hard question. To be honest, mostly... The photographers I'm working with are men. I had few female photographers. I never had a bad experience with a female photographer. I need to say that. Subtly implying that you have had bad male photographers. I think it's just because it's they are there. I have like ninety nine percent. You know, they're male, so it's more. You know, frequently it can happen that. Something is better with a man, I think. Yeah, just out of pure percentages and numbers, it's going to happen. Exactly. But I, I think female have another point of view on the on the model than 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 a male photographer. This is uh, this is what I see and this is what I saw from my experience working with female photographers. They are completely looking different on the on the model. But as I've, I, I, I prefer, I, I don't have a preference. I can work with female photographers and with male photographers. There's no problem for me. Well, you've been doing this now for, what, 10 years, I think is what I've counted. Uh, yeah, over, over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you're pretty adept at working with pretty much anybody that comes your way at this point. You know, working as a freelancer and traveling and um, meeting so many new people, you are, it's, it's just, you need to be easygoing. And it's a part of my work, you know, to be easygoing. And this was also one of the things that I loved when I traveled, just to meet new people, new cultures, to have new experience and to and you, you just need to be an easy, easygoing person, I think, in this industry if you want to, if you want to uh, make good job. Yeah, nobody wants to hire a diva. Exactly, but you know, in some high fashion, you know, industry, I think there are some divas, you know. <laughs> well, and I will take as much blame for that. There are divas on the photographer's side as well, oh. so it's not oh, yeah, just for sure. I even work with a few divas photographers, believe me. Like I said, yeah. Okay, so these days, so because like I keep thinking back to the idea that like tr the idea of a traveling model of any sort, so fashion and or now sort of art nudes and all the different th kinds of things that, that are available, traveling is reasonably new in the grand scheme of sort of art history and all this. Mm -hmm. So, but my question now is, is like, how do you do it these days? So like in, at a certain point you could have used a, an agency, but then if you chose to generally close the door to agencies, that, that's done and you can't go back. So, I mean, there are those, the things like there used to be one model place. I don't know if it still exists, but the model mayhem and all those kinds of online things like do those things work? It does. It does still exist. I, 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 I sometimes using it, Model Mayhem, when I go to US or to Australia, it's uh, very good working there. So, and you say you cl I close the door with the agency, not completely because there it's still some commercial work that I'm 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 working with uh, uh, with the agency. So, 
it's not like completely closed door of that you can choose to close the door also but i still have i am in contact and in touch with some agencies that that need a model like me for commercial work because that's an interesting little thing like me as an outsider i generally assume that it once a model starts doing art nude that oftentimes a lot of doors are closed to them in the more traditional senses is that how it actually works this is how they say and i was also worried about that when i started to switch to the art nude modeling business but you know if you don't get very like a big big campaign which is almost impossible if i am not a full-time fashion model you know it's the clients are not so picky and they are not digging out you know your all your name and google and and pictures and stuff and i never had an experience that the client called uh, my agency and said up and said oh no we need to take olga off from this project because i found her new photos you know no not really not really not really okay well that's good to know i mean that's you know i'm working from a stupid outsider's perspective not knowing the ins and outs of the industry you have that knowledge <laughs> Um, so how do you uh, book things these days? Because like my feeling is that there are basically like so many different portals and outlets and websites. And I mean, of course, there's social media, there's your own website, then there's like model cartel, model mayhem, you say yeah. there's one model place. Like yes. That just sounds like a lot of work and effort and yeah, it is a lot of effort and work and all these uh, platforms that you said, you need to work on all different sites because you never know from which platform you will get a booking, you know, so you need to be basically everywhere. It's good to have a website because you you are looking more professional and 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 you have a brand, right? It's good to have Instagram because these days you have followers and models with many followers are getting more bookings because they are more recognizable or you know followers now are it's, it's a big thing so if you have it's a, lot a of, currency in and of itself yes exactly so uh, you're building up your profile and in social media also which is very important now uh, but also i have a profile on all these platforms to show my work on my portfolio to reach to other people as you say, Model Myham, it's more for English-speaking people and it's more popular for English-speaking people. Model Carte is the most popular for German-speaking people. So wherever I travel to Germany, to Austria, to Switzerland, for example, I use Model Carte because this is the thing there, you know? So wherever I plan, I say in my head, oh, I want to go to Switzerland. I will put a post or a notification of one model carte. But also I need to use all these platforms. Like I try to make a notification and travel note on my website, on Instagram, on Facebook, on my Facebook fan page, basically everywhere. You just need to flash everywhere. You know, people just need to see you and see your posts. Uh, you need to be active all the time. It's a lot of work because you are the model, you are the manager, you are the booker, and you are often a makeup artist and a stylist also. Like I do all the things by myself. So well, and that's my thing is that, that that's a it's a basically it's a full-time job. It's probably even more than a standard full-time job to literally like be able to do this at a level that you can earn enough income to live a decent life, basically. Yes, I need to say it was a full-time job for me. I was just living from modeling. I said now I have a, a little break because uh, I am a, a mom now. So I stopped <laughs> modeling for a while. But I still want to come back because I really love it. So And I miss traveling. I miss creating something. I miss posing. Uh, and I miss the people, you know, you're kind of get attached to, to some photographers and people uh, you like to work with. And I just I just miss them, you know. Well, which lends to one of my questions that I, I started wondering, which is generally it's often thought that like the artist has their muse. Right. So they have their like if they're a painter, they paint the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
do f- models have favorite photographers that they think that like this photographer is my muse? I, they bring out the best in me. You know, sure, of course, there is something like that. Of course, I as a freelancer, I, you know, I have a good possibility to choose actually what with who I want to work or with who I don't want to work. So I always say, be a good photographer because <laughs> I'm not going to go back to you if something will, will go wrong, you know. And yeah, if, if we have a good connection with the photographer, we, we have the same flow and creating some beautiful pictures. Yeah, you know, I, I follow his work. He follows my work. And we, I have few photographers that I'm working more often than with others, for example. One thing I noticed on your Instagram page was that you're also organizing workshops yourself at this point. So I, w- I want you to go back a step. A, so the question is, is, do you enjoy individual shoots or workshops more as a model? And then what led you to organizing your own workshops? So I always preferred individual shots uh, than workshops because and on the workshop, you know, I also love workshops. You're meeting a lot of people in the same time, but it's less connection with them. You know, usually you have just limited time to shoot. Uh, many photographers are doing this first time or they're uh, amateurs and they are very stressed, you know, to work with uh, art nude models first time or second or uh, because basically they are going for the workshop to learn something because this is what I call a workshop. I don't do exactly workshops. I do more photo events, I would say, because the workshop is, I would, um, it's for me, uh, there is a mentor, which is teaching or coaching something. And okay, just to be clear, this is your Bell, Bell Shoots events. Bell Shoots events. Yes. Bell Shoots <laughs> events. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's no problem. And coming back, I prefer individual shoots as a model because I get better connection. I have more time to speak about the project uh, with the photographer and to to create and to understand him what exactly he needs from me. And there is no no other person um, that say, oh, you need to shoot like this, 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 this like it's on the workshop and everybody has the same pictures, for example, right? So I prefer to work individual with the photographer as a model. So also what I'm doing on my photo events. Come on, publicize, give the brand name. (laughs) Bella Shots. (laughs) Bella Shots photo events. Yes, this is my little baby since last year. I tried to, from my experience, because I was working on all these workshops and and to see to bring the best quality for the photographers and what they really want so what i saw that people want a lot of time they need a little bit more time with a model itself and this is how they learn much more than shooting you know in a bigger group and and it's also kind of an individual session all they work like two photographers for one model so it's a good combination too because then then the other photographer can support or help while the the one is is working with the model and opposites you know this is this is how i try to create my my photo events so sometimes there is no mentor like that is a teacher or mentor or coach for photography and sometimes i'm doing like a more like a freelance just Hey, come to come to Poland. I have a cool location, professional models and styling, makeup, everything is there. Just come and have fun, for example. Well, see, that's my thing. Like, I mean, I'm a professional photographer-ish, depending on how you want to define professional, but I do photography and I often wonder about the workshops. Like I picture, so keep in mind, I think I'm old uh, fashioned in this way, is that a, somebody who runs a workshop is either like top of the industry and you want to learn from the best basically, or they are 
workshop photographers. So these, these are photographers that sort of made their name and their reputation running really good workshops that people can yeah. leave with good so learning good teachers right yeah right so basically they're good teachers that didn't don't teach at universities or anything like this but they teach via workshops and i feel like that that the role of or the act of even doing these workshops in and of itself is a full-time job because like to run these workshops you have to coordinate the locations hair and makeup wardrobe models uh you know food um potentially insurance travel and then you actually have to turn around and market this thing so then you have to do the whole public relations of it and then that's another whole layer of social media that you now have to integrate so not only are you doing your own social media but now you have to do social media for this as well like it's just i feel like there's just constantly more and more things to do that don't necessarily give us like better results or more money or better life or whatever but like lots more work to do i get your point of view <laughs> you know for for me do doing photo events was always something i really wanted to do since a lot of, like a longer time but as you said there is a lot of things to coordinate so I knew being a full-time traveling model, it's impossible to mix with photo events. Uh, I knew there will come a time that I will more settle at home. This happened when I started to, to be pregnant, for example, or I, I was, uh, was, was planning with my husband to, to get pregnant. And yeah, and then this was the perfect time to work on, my, on, the, on the new brand. And I, I knew the basics. I knew how I wanted to run it. I just needed to, to find a, a good timing for it uh, to start to, to run for the events and, and, to, and to see if I will have anybody, you know, interest in, in this. But the first photo event was sold out, like, I don't know, in one hour, I think. It was, it was, it was amazing. I was like, I was, oh my God, it was so stressful for me. It was like, no, nobody wants to come to Poland, you know, like, wants to travel to Poland everybody everybody goes to Czech for example you know to Prague and, or to I don't know Rome uh, Ukraine is a big one okay Ukraine also yeah there's a lot of gorgeous and great models from Ukraine I I also work with with a few so I was thinking who wants to come to Poland but it was my little dream since since a long time to say hey Olga you will be the one that will show people Poland, you know, and I started from my hometown city. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I want to know, give me like the literal, like, how did you do that? Because I feel like, you know, I'm being selfish in this. I'd like to run some workshops, but I don't know how to do it. And, and because I'm intimidated by that, that, by that fear that, and it's a fear of failure. You know, like putting yourself out there and starting the publicity machine saying, hey, I'm doing this thing and putting it on social media and building a website, doing all this stuff. And then the fear of nobody signing up is feels like it could be a horribly embarrassing thing once you basically tell the world, hey, I'm doing this thing and yeah. the fear that nobody will sign up. So how did you do it? So like, did you use social media? Like, how did you publicize it? What did you do to, to make it successful? So to be honest, the first event, I didn't publish it very on every platform. I did inform a few of the photographers. I made a group, a closed group. So I, I was using my contact list from my travel experience. And the photographers I really, really like, let's say. And I make a small group and I announced that there so a kind of private group to say, hey, I want to organize something like this. This is the location. These are the models. This is the idea. Uh, this is what you get. And this is the price, you know. And as I said, one hour and it was sold out. How many of those photographers were local and how many were traveling from foreign All was land? traveling. All. All was traveling photographers. I, I have since... So I did not do many, many events yet. I tried to make it a very high quality. I really looking on some special locations, uh, bringing models that fit to the theme I want to do. And I did the, until now I had, I think six 
photo events. That's not a lot, you know. That's not like, wow, you're I'm making like every weekend, you know, a photo event. When you say event, how long? So is this like a one day, half day, three day? Like how long is this event? Usually people come on Friday and they leave on Monday. So we have two full shooting days. Friday is a arrival, arrival day and we have some dinner and to, some little time to get to know each other uh, with all the team. And then Saturday, Sunday, we're focusing on, on photo shooting. And then Monday, they are usually leaving. Some of them are leaving on Sunday. But the program is to usually like two full days of shooting. Yeah, it's not a workshops. I, I, I say this is more like a little holiday because little photo holiday also because they are not coming to Poland for just one day. It's too much hassle, I think, or to my hometown. You know, if I was living in Warsaw, maybe, but the connections to Poznan are not so, so super good. They are really good connections to Berlin, to Warsaw, but there's always a little time to travel by bus, by car, or uh, there are some flights too, but not so many and not so common like to Berlin or, or Warsaw. So I was trying to find a way that it will be worth worth for them to, to travel to Poznan, you know, I... So for me, it was only an option to to stay a little bit longer, you know, like a full weekend. Okay. I'm just thinking through all the logistics in my mind, and I'm just trying to wonder, like, I mean, I, you know, if you sort of deconstruct this and go backwards, like the reason why, like, let's say somebody like you can pull something like this off reasonably easily is because you have spent so much time in that industry made the connections, built the networks, done all the work. Whereas like, uh, again, I'm being selfish. I'm new to Europe and I don't have any of those networks and connections here in Europe. Now, if I did it in America, maybe I could probably pull it off there, but you know, it's, but the idea that basically you, you have to, even from your side, cause like I'm always thinking about artists and how they need to build their networks, but really you as a, as a, as a model, as a muse, whatever word we want to put to this, that you also have to actively build and, and nurture a network in order to continue to grow your careers as well. Yes. I think uh, connections and building a network in or doing a modeling, travel modeling moose, or doing photo events, it's, it's the same thing. It's all about contacts. It's all about contacts, good reputation, and recommendation from, from other models or people that were satisfied after the first event. You know, they talk about you, talk about your your brand or, 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 or the model, and they want to come back, or they want to book me again, for example. I love it. I mean, I, I, wish, I wish there was sort of... It, a way to get it done easier in many ways. Like, because I said, like, I think a lot of the fear of failure stops a lot of potentially good people from doing this. I think everybody has a little fear opening a new business. I don't know anybody that opening a, a new business and being so selfish to say, oh, this will be a 100%, you know, great thing. Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe there are some but all of my friends that they was building a new brand or or uh, opening a new business they have of course some some fear if they if it's gonna run what if it's not gonna run i need to say i also had not all of the events was uh selling very fast like the first one i need to say that you need to constantly work promote making announcements that people just need to see you people need to see the result from your work or if it's um, my work as a model work or the 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 results from the from the events from the photo events actually interesting because that leads to a question that i have wondered about because some models i see on their social media all professional shoots so it's all you know results of collaborations with other artists photographers because it could be which also is another question i'll get back to that too but the, whereas some other models i've seen like a mix maybe of like some professional shoots and lots of selfies or personal fun types of things what do you think about that like because 
you know, I think it's just everybody are trying to find their own personal thing that is um, make how, how they are creating an image how the people want to see them. Me, I was trying uh, in the in the very beginning of creating my Instagram. I was also mixing. I was mixing my personal photos, as you say, some selfies, some professional photos. But then I saw it's nicer and I gain more followers if I put only professional work on. It's it's it was more clear and I you know more it was looking more professional, let's say. So I think it, it's just something that everybody just needs to find their their own way. I, I, I cannot say that I blame somebody that they do selfies or they do or they just show professional works or they combine. You know, I think it's I, I know models that they do both and they are doing great and they have a lot of followers and they are very popular also. So I just think is they are doing what they what they basically want to how to how to show their profile. I just wonder about it because like, I mean, I of course know, you know, all the big famous models that are now basically the brands in and of themselves, they do certain ways versus, you know, and I've seen some people who do very, very professional sort of almost portfolio type of feeds, which uh, is great. Yeah. It's, it's also, can I, can I jump in this in the between on my website, for example, I would never show any selfie and and uh, or a non-professional photo. So on the website, I always show my professional photos. But on Instagram, it's just a little bit like a social media thing. I think it's 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 still okay to to mix it up, as 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 you so you can choose, or you are just um, looking on more professional feed, just professional feed or more selfie or combine I, I don't think is something bad or on, on the other like model myham is for me strictly portfolio just professional portfolio image there but instagram you can mix a little bit there are all these different outlets and then of course all these different social medias and and there are all these different social medias that restrict nudity on them why have the, the art. I think it's coming. <laughs> no, no, it's not the. No, I promise this is not the question you're expecting. <laughs> Why have the art nude models not gotten together and basically sort of unionized or created their own agency uh, that they could then do their own thing together with the support of each other and with the help of each other instead of sort of fighting for all this different stuff and having to work on all these different platforms? That's a very good question. I will not answer strictly about and on it, but I need to say that I was also thinking like you about it, how to unite all the models and how to help the models. So I need to say I, I, I created, but more for the safety of the models, because we traveling models, we are we don't have any law that is protecting us you know we are traveling we are all by by ourselves and talking about most of my experience was good but there are sometimes some bad experience that you want to share with the models and or you don't want that the other model will uh, will will have the same situation so i did actually create a um a private group called the model safe space on facebook and i invited few of the models um that we can share experience it caused, it's a little black list of photographers let's say so we can be aware with who to work and with who to avoid, right? So, but it's not only a, a blacklist. I need to say we are also putting their names with who to work with or who was great to work and 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 stuff like that. Within that, so you're using words like good to work with, bad to work with, this kind of stuff. <laughs> Give me some examples of of like when you say somebody is good to work with. What is the thing that makes them? What's the uh, the quality about them that makes them good to work with? And equally so, what's the quality that makes them bad to work with? 
to bad to work. Okay. Um, I start, start with good. Let's do positive. Like positive. Okay. L- let me caveat that question because it's not a good and bad photographer because like they no, can no. make beautiful images, but maybe not be enjoyable to work with. So like there's a. Exactly. Yeah. You know, expand on that. Tell me some stories. I would say from my personal experience, because every model can have, can have another, um, you know, thoughts about this and say you different things, what they like and what they are, you know, saying, what is the good type of how, how good photographer to work with them. So for me, I like the atmosphere overall. I like to have everything pre- prepared before. I like when the photographer is sending me some mood bars before. So I know how to prepare for the shot to be as professional as I can be. And uh, what is the mood? Or what, what kind of styling I need to take? Uh, what are we going to shoot? What is what his interest in? Or Because sometimes they don't want to make only art nude, right? They sometimes want to make more glamour or lingerie or swimwear. Or if he wants to work on location or he wants to work in the studio or he wants to work outdoor, these informations are very important for me. So I always ask the photographers to send me all which city, right? Where, 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 where is based the studio or the outdoor location or where do we meet? You know, little things for organizing. I like things to be organized because it makes my managing, traveling, manage, management go a little bit easier. Understandably, yeah. Yeah, and, and I said atmosphere on the shooting. It's very important for me. I like, as I said, I'm. I try to be, and I think I am a talk active person and open person. I'm also open minded. I like when people, you know, uh, smile to me on the shooting. You know, I think it's just some basic stuff, but sometimes people forget about it. You know, just a little smile makes you know it can break uh, an ice. You know, in between. So, and. Uh, usually there is really not so much time to get to know each other that I need to trust this person, you know, to be able to uh, pose naturally and our, for uh, without clothes, you know. I'm just a human. I, <laughs> I need to also feel, uh, to feel safe, you know, with this person. So every, so I like when the photographer is prepared and is, as much as possible professional in the way of how the f- photo should should needs to to be you know yeah to run that was just the, yeah. the, you know whether it's timeline or organization or locations whatever like you got to have some plan to like i generally say like you should have a plan and then once you show up on the day the plan sort of goes out the window but you at least have some place to start a foundation that everybody yeah. agrees on yeah you know photography is a thing to be creative so you don't need to always stuck only to the point like okay i write on the you know point one point two point three and you need to stuck like one two three four no of course you are flexible and this works and this is not working so you just go with the flow you know this is just i I have never experienced a photo shoot where you do like an itemized like 10 minutes here five minutes there 10 minutes here and it actually follows that timeline i did have photographers that had this kind of schedule so (laughs) they were german you got me yeah I really, I also like to work with, I work a lot in Germany and I like their, their, the way of how they work because it's very organized and it's also making my life easier. So I very like like to work in Germany. Okay. (laughs) When you were just talking about that, it dawned on me something that I, okay. I've had this conversation with other photographers and even models going back and forth over decades now. Some photographers are get behind the camera and they get very quiet and they just, they just let the model do their thing. They don't react. They don't say anything. They don't smile. They just take pictures. And then Mm -hmm. when it's done, then they say, oh, thank you. And it's not other photographers are very vocal, very physical, very energetic. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Love what you're doing. Do more of that. You know, this kind of stuff. I love the feedback. 
to be honest. Like, I love it. You know, you need to bring it to the mode. You need to say she's good, you know. You need to say, yeah, this you, to bring the energy level up, you know. This is very important also. Well, I remember early in my career, I was the stand behind the camera, very quiet, very, you know, I, I was the artiste and, and like, hey, be quiet, let's focus kind of thing. And my most recent photo shoots, like I have music playing in the background, you know, and to whatever their taste is. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, beautiful, beautiful, love that, more of this. And like, <laughs> I feel like such a cheese ball while I'm doing it, but yeah. I know that the models appreciate it. Oh yes. Oh yes. I think I think all the models appreciate that, really. Because there's a sign that you are doing a good job, you know. And if the photographer is like as you say the the first type, very quiet, concentrate, I am sometimes asking everything is okay? Because I want to hear if I'm doing okay. If I don't do okay, please let me know. Or you are quiet because you are focused or it's not something that in the direction I'm I'm trying to pose, and so I, I'm trying to you know always ask this the photographers if they are uh, satisfied with if I'm going in a good way of posing or this is not really what they are looking for because they can yeah <laughs> okay which leads me to another question that I have. <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> When I when I moved to Europe, I sh started showing some of my portfolio to some agencies and some models and stuff, and they would look at it and they go, "Oh, you're American." It seems that there is some American aesthetic that is different than European aesthetic. <sighs> so my question for you is: as having worked in multiple different regions, specifically, it, like it's things like certain types of posing, like. Uh, my guess is, and a reasonably educated guess at this point, is is that America is more the sexualized eroticism, uh, the S curves, the all that kind of stuff, versus Europe, which is less of that. So I wanted to answer about is yeah that yes in the US I see a lot of glamour photos, like a lot of color glamour photos with. Even if they go outdoor, they use flashes and they have this glamour, you know, look on the Playboy. On, yeah, Playboy. Oh, yeah, Playboy, glamour looking model, beautiful. And yeah, and in Europe, I see more artistic, like black and white portrait, focusing more on the, on the face and portrait, you know, lines, body parts, you know. Uh, working with only available light which gives you more shadows you know and you can or, or softness depends but yeah it's I, I don't want to say that in us they are less creative no 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 or they are only working with glamour no 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 but yeah the the photographers i was working with they they prefer and what i saw in their portfolio there was mostly this this type of uh, photographers and they prefer this this kind of style well, that's the thing as a photographer. So I was I, early in my career, I learned all my stuff. I went to school and started my career in America. And then I've lived in the Middle East and now I'm in Europe. Now, as an American, we wanted to shoot like Europeans. <laughs> and a lot of the Europeans that I meet want to shoot like Americans. And so there's this interesting relationship of, of this subtle difference. Because I, I don't think it's a dramatic difference, but it's a subtle difference that many european photographers desire to shoot with american models and in an american style and many american photographers <laughs> desire to shoot with european models in a european style oh i need to say whenever i go to america i'm always very successful like always fully booked like they really really appreciate the effort of the traveling model it's always amazing for me to work in 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 US. I need to say that because they are all people was just always so they always so appreciate European model like that it was just great collaborating with them. Oh as an American when a a traveling model from Europe or from anywhere not America would come around it's always like ooh the exotic model is here. <laughs> There's something 
because it's not so common, you know, that uh, that they are so often also there. As I said, I'm I was I am very often was traveling around Europe, and it was easy easily the photographers could catch me living in Europe. But in US, you know, you you need to wait one time in a year or or even longer to. So yeah, so so. Well, one of the one of the things that I also thought about while I was sort of trying to find some models to do this is I realized most of the models that like let's say I followed their careers or I've or I've even worked with them or whatever, I don't know what their voices sound like. Like models become this sort of iconic status, this thing, this this still image, this voiceless figure. Oh, yeah. and, also, and it's like, well, you have voices. So <laughs> Oh, I hate my voice, by the way. If I'm going to hear it, I think I'm going to laugh like, oh, my God, I sound like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I do. I'm over you know, it. At this you're point. over it. Yeah, totally over it. <laughs> I have a question that I, this is a deep one. So take a minute, think about this question. Okay. How does it feel? Okay. I'm a photographer or let's say I'm an artist. And I hope to have my work someday in a museum or an institution or in the art history books. And I will feel proud and, and honored if I ever get such an opportunity. Okay. Now you're going to be potentially the muse or the model or the subject of these artworks that are going to be in museums and art history books. Do you ever think about that? Oh, yes. Oh, I, I, I need to say there I was published already in some photographic books and photos that I created with photographer with the photographer was having an exhibition already in some um, museums and it's I'm always very as you said I'm, I'm, I'm always very proud and I really appreciate that they choose and very happy that they choose our work to there is something that they want to show to other people and it's good enough to show to other people and i always it's a privilege for me that they choose me as the muse to be in their work in the books or an exhibition on another or a magazine or even or portfolio even even the online portfolio is also a, a big thing for me for me it's also you know it's not that big as in the, you know in the printed book because it's very rare now right to to see works in in, in print and it's, I still it's sad for me because I really love photography books and it's, it's something to have this you know piece of art in your hands and you see it's me wow it's 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 really amazing feeling now you've been doing this for more than a decade. You are currently married, have a baby. Congratulations. I didn't say that before, so I'm saying Thank it now. You. Thank you. How long have you been married? Uh, five years. Okay. So that lends to my question, which is, ha did being a nude art model affect your personal relationships? It could be family, friends, dating, whatever. Like, did it if, did it even affect it? And if so, this is a very good question. I really, I, it's a very good question. It will be not very short, I would say. In the very beginning of my photographic career, I, I never had problems to to be in the relationship to, to to have a boyfriend. I need to say, you know, all the all the boys was coming to me, and because they knew or saw my works, or they oh she's a model, you know, and I was always kind of you know getting they was always kind of getting attracted to me. Until I met my husband, all the other relationship was ending because of my modeling. To to be honest, there was uh, so. It was something that was just, they couldn't accept. They couldn't accept and it was very hard for them to accept that I'm traveling. Uh, at that time, very early, I wasn't do, uh, I, I didn't do the art nude stuff, but I was traveling. I was abroad. I was working, you know, with a lot of new people and I was not all, all the time with them, for example. So it was always an issue for them until i met my husband it was also not very he's completely not from the modeling industry so for him everything was new 
it was not very easy for him in the beginning but as but he trusted me and i needed to trust him too so it's a lot about trust i think in in the relationship you just need to trust and 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 rely on on the person and i was trying to also tell him how this business is looking how it's running how i find bookings how i work with photographers how and that i it showed to him that i really treating this very serious and professional uh, from my side and then coming on the family part i will tell you a little story so <laughs> I love the story. It's about family because I wonder about this. Like, I mean, I've known plenty of crazy girls in my life. I've known strippers and, and girls that model nude and all this. And I often wonder, I'm like, how does your family react to this kind of stuff? So my, my, my family, my mom and dad, uh, obviously when I was starting to modeling, I was under 18. So my mom needed to sign the permission. Oh, she can be in a model agency and blah, blah, blah. But after I was 18 years old, I started from my side, I was starting to create more and more explicit, let's say, uh, photography, the, the art nude photography. Of course, I was not showing them, oh, look, mom, I did such a nice nude photo. But somehow they realized that I'm doing this kind of photo shoots. Very fast, I got to be in Playboy, I think just after, I think two, yeah, two years after doing art. That is what your website says. Yes. Yeah, after two years, I Playboy a Poland asked me to be on the cover, which was a big wow, wow, we wow for me, <laughs> you know. And of course, you know, so I need to tell you that my dad was the first one <laughs> in the shop buying almost all the magazines from the shop and not because he didn't want that that he didn't want that anybody sees me but actually for his friends he was buying the magazines and giving it to all his best friends saying this is my girl you know it was like really it's so awful <laughs> but it was it was like that so this is this is my dad it was it was really funny and i'm still making fun of this because Usually dads would say, yeah, I will buy all the magazines so nobody can see my girl. But no, he was quite proud to know about it. <laughs> well, just as a little aside, what, what do your parents do for a living? So my dad has his own uh, company and my mom, uh, she's helping to, to run the company. It's, um, they are making private transportation. So my dad has some yeah, private transportation company. Oh, that's fine. I was just wondering, sort of, is if it was related to arts no. or creativity. Oh no, completely no, 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 okay. completely no, no. <laughs> okay, so beyond the relationship thing, something else that I, you know, I I fear, and so like, bear with me on this. Do you ever feel like have you ever had any stalkers or people that have sort of crossed a line? Because I mean, there to a certain extent, like by choosing to be an, an, a nude model, you have become a, a, a sexualized thing to a lot of people. And I would imagine, I imagine that there are people that take that too far. And have you had any sort of bad experiences like that? I'm trying to think, but um, if there was something uh, in my as you say, like stalkers or something like that. Um, I, to be honest, I never had a very negative situation that I said I needed to go to the police or something like that. No, I. I that's, I, that's excellent. That's good to hear. Like as I said, I, I'm afraid that these things happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I personally never had uh, an, ex an experience like that that I really needed to go to the police because some I was uh, afraid about my life or something like that. That it was dangerous good. for me. And good. No. Good. No, no, never had. Okay. All right. Last thing is, is you'd never got to um, describing bad photo situations. Okay. Bad photo situations. <laughs> How I... <laughs> you tried to avoid it. I know, but I'm coming back to it. 
<laughs> I've been okay. taking note. I've been taking notes to remind myself to go back to topics. No, I remember I even made a post on my Instagram one time. It was quite popular because it was a list of things what photographer should avoid on the photo shoot. <laughs> and maybe so answering I will try to make a circle on that so what I don't like for example on, on the photo shoot is I think I mentioned is like lack of organization from the photographer side what I don't like is the lack of communication I think it's a, one of the most important things also very important thing is don't just to say it very loud is don't touch the model. It's this is something like you need to have distance and uh, the photographer need to respect my limitation, the, also my posing limitations. Because saying that I'm an art nude model doesn't mean I do porn or I do erotic work. Also, this is very important. So the photographer need to respect the model limits and sometimes they don't so that's what i say it's a bad experience and a bad photo shooting when they don't respect model photography limits so they're asking for things that the models don't do you know or they want to they depose the way that the models don't don't like on the one to do or or generally don't respect the model right it, it happens also sometimes you know that they are thinking oh they are super great and and the model is just an item for example and they think that they can move my hand for example without asking or you know or putting me in the position without asking no this is something it's a no-no like never touch the model without the permission okay with permission i understand because like there are times where i've had where like a clothing is hanging the wrong way. So you want to go in and just sort of drape it the right way or a, a piece of hair is falling the wrong place and you want to adjust that. You ask like, oh, I see something is on your head or the, the piece of fabric is not looking the correct way. Can I, you know, and can I? And then the model say yes or no. Oh, wait, I will do it by myself, right? There is some... Sure, there are certain body parts that a, a no photographer should adjust the clothing. Yeah, when the model is nude, there is no explanation. Oh, there is some fabric that's not looking nice. No, that's no, no that, that's just inappropriate. Yes. <laughs>